This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Kristen Hughes. Ballads of a Bohemian by Robert W. Service. Book Four, Winter, Part Three. Near Albert, February, 1915. Over the spine of the ridge a horned moon of reddish hue peers through the splintered hag-like trees. Where the trenches are, rockets are rising, green and red. I hear the coughing of the maxims, the peevish nagging of the rifles, the boom of a heavy, and the hollow sound of its exploding shell. Running the car into the shadow of a ruined house, I try to sleep, but a battery starts to blaze away close by, and the flame lights up my shelter. Near me some soldiers are in deep slumber. One stirs in his sleep as a big rat runs over him. And I know by experience that when one is sleeping, a rat feels as heavy as a sheep. But how can one possibly sleep? Out there in the dark there is the wild tattoo of a thousand rifles. And hark, that dull roar is the explosion of a mine. There, the purring of rapid firers. Desperate things are doing. There will be lots of work for me before this night is over. What a cursed place! As I cannot sleep, I think of a story I heard today. It is of a Canadian colonel, and in my mind I shape it like this. His Boys I'm going, Billy, old fellow. Hist, lad, don't make any noise. There's boshes to beat all creation the pitch of a bomb away. I've fixed the note to your collar. You've got to get back to my boys. You've got to get back to warn em before it's the break of day. The order came to go forward, to a trench line traced on the map. I knew the brass hats had blundered. I knew, and I told em so. I knew if I did as they ordered I would tumble into a trap. And I tried to explain. But the answer came like a pistol. Go! Then I thought of the boys I commanded. I always called them my boys the men of my own recruiting, the lads of my countryside. Tested in many a battle, I knew their sorrows and joys, and I loved them all like a father, with more than a father's pride. To march my boys to a shambles as soon as the dawn of day, to see them helplessly slaughtered, if all that I guessed was true, my boys that trusted me blindly, I thought and I tried to pray, and then I arose, and I muttered, It's either them or it's you. I rose and I donned my raincoat. I buckled my helmet tight. I remember you watched me, Billy, as I took my cane in my hand. I vaulted over the sandbags into the pitchy night, into the pitted valley that served us as no man's land. I strode out over the hollow of hate and havoc and death. From the heights the guns were angry, with a vengeful snarling of steel, and once, in a moment of stillness, I heard hard panting breath, and I turned. It was you, old rascal, following hard on my heel. I fancy I cursed you, Billy, but not so much as I ought, and so we went forward together till I came to the valley rim, and then a star-shell sputtered. It was even worse than I thought for the trench they told me to move in was packed with Bosch to the brim. They saw me too, 
and they got me. They peppered me till I fell. And there I scribbled my message with my life-blood ebbing away. Now, Billy, you fat old duffer, you've got to get back like hell, and get them to cancel that order before it's the dawn of day. Billy, old boy, I love you. I kiss your shiny black nose. Now home there, hurry, you devil, or I'll cut you to ribbons, see? Poor brute, he's off, and I'm dying. I go as a soldier goes. I'm happy. My boys, God bless em. It had to be them or me. Ah, I never was intended for a job like this. I realize it more and more every day. But I will stick it out till I break down. To be nervous, over-imaginative, terribly sensitive to suffering, is a poor equipment for the man who starts out to drive wounded on the battlefield. I am haunted by the thought that my car may break down when I have a load of wounded. Once, indeed, it did. And a man died while I waited for help. Now, I never look at what is given me. It might unnerve me. I have been at it for over six months without rest. When an attack has been going on, I have worked day and night, until as I drove I wanted to fall asleep at the wheel. The winter has been trying. There is rain one day, frost the next, mud up to the axles. One sleeps in lousy barns or dripping dugouts. Cold, hunger, dirt. I know them all singly and together. My only consolation is that the war must soon be over, and that I will have helped. When I have time and am not too tired, I comfort myself with scribbling. THE BOOBY TRAP I'm crawling out in the mangolds to bury what's left of Joe. Joe, my pal, and a good'un. God, how it rains and rains. I'm sick of seeing him lying like I eat awful, and so— I'm crawling out in the beet-field to bury his last remains. He might have been making munitions. He hadn't no need to go. And I tells him strite, but he answers. Tain't no use chewing the fat. I've got to be doing me duty with the rest of the boys. And so, yon's him. Yon blob on the beet-field what I'm trying so hard to get at. There was five of us lads from the brickyard. Henry was gassed at Bapom. Sidney was drowned in a crater. Herbert was aved by a shell. Joe was the pick of the posy. Might have been sifely at home. Only son of his mother. Er a widder as well. She used to sell bobbins and buttons. At a place near the Waterloo Road. A little old bent-over lady. With glasses and silvery air. Must tell her I planted him nicely. Cheer her up like. Well, I'm blowed. That bullet near catched me a biffer. I'll see the old gal if I'm spared. She'll take it to heart, poor old lady, for he was her open a joy. His dad used to drink like a knot-hole. She kept the home goin', she did. She pinched and she scriped for his schoolin'. He was such a fine, handsome boy. Half Flanders seems packed on me panties. He's handsome no longer, poor kid. This bit o' a board that I'm packin' and draggin' round in the mire, I was tickled to death when I found it. Says I, here's a nice little glow. I was chilled and wet through to the mire, so I started to make me a fire. And then I says, no, here go blimey, 
it'll do for a cross for Joe. Well, here he is. God, how one changes, a lying six weeks in the rain. Joe, me old pal, how I'm sorry, so help me. I wish I could pray. And now I had best get a dig in his grave. It seems more like a drain. And I hopes that the Boshes won't get me till I gets him safe planted away. As he touches the body, there is a tremendous explosion. He falls back, shattered. A booby trap. Ought to a known it. If that's not a bastardly trick. Well, one thing, I won't be long going. God, I'm a hell of a sight. I wish I'd died fighting and killing. That's what is makes me sick. Ah, Joe, we'll be pushing up daisies. Together, old chummy. Good night. Today I heard that McBean had been killed in Belgium. I believe he turned out a wonderful soldier. Saxon Dane, too, has been missing for two months. We know what that means. It is odd how one gets callous to death, a medieval callousness. When we hear that the best of our friends have gone west, we have a moment of the keenest regret. But how soon again we find the heart to laugh. The saddest part of loss, I think, is that one so soon gets over it. Is it that we fail to realize it all? Is it that it seems a strange and hideous dream, from which we will awake and rub our eyes? Oh, how bitter I feel as the days go by. It is creeping more and more into my verse. Read this. Bonehead Bill I wonder who and what he was, that un I got so slick. I couldn't see his face, because the night was hideous thick. I just made out among the black a blinkin' wedge o' white. Then biff, I guess I got him, crack, the man I killed last night. I wonder if accountin' me some wench will go unwed, and heaps of lives will never be because he's stark and dead, or if his missus damns the war, and by some candlelight, toe-headed kids are prayin' for the fritz I copped last night. I wonder, Struth, I wonder why I had that awful dream. I saw up in the giddy sky the gates of God agleam. I saw the gates of heaven shine with everlasting light, and then I knew that I'd got mine, as he got his last night. I bang beyond the broodin' mists where spawn the mother stars. I hammered with me bloody fists upon them golden bars. I hammered till a devil's doubt fair froze me with a fright. To think what God would say about the bloke I corpse last night. I hushed, I wilted with despair, when like a rosy flame, I sees an angel standin' there who calls me by my name. He had such soft, such shiny eyes, he held his hand and smiled, and through the gates of paradise he led me like a child. He led me by them golden palms, what ems that jewelled street, and seraphs was a singin' psalms, you've no idea how sweet. With cherubs crowdin' close around, then pieces in a pod, he led me to a shiny mound where beams the throne o' God, and then I hears God's weary voice, Bill Agin, have no fear, stand up and glory and rejoice for him who led you here, and in a nip I seems to see, I like a flash o' light, my angel pal I knew to be the chap I plugged last night. 
Now I don't claim to understand. They calls me Bonehead Bill. They shoves a rifle in me hand and shows me how to kill. Me job's to risk me life and limb. But be it wrong or right, this cross I'm making, it's for him. The cove I croaked last night. End of Book Four, Winter, Part Three